I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to Welcome everybody to Sebastian Haller's favourite football podcast, the OnlyFans football podcast. Sebastian, if you're listening, pal, we never doubt you. On today's episode, we discuss the difference between a barman and a barber. We talked the weekend that was in the Premier League. We have the return of Cod of the Week, sponsored this week by Dreadful Premier League Penalty Takers. We hope you enjoy the podcast wherever you're listening, and be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitter. Take it easy. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese with Nico Giantsopoulos. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy of us to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the good blood. He has the good blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got... We're Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the OnlyFans Football Podcast. For the fans, <laughs> by the fans. Do you mind pause there? <laughs> just waiting for the episode to the drop. <laughs> oh, what, what what episode title we're going for this week? Sebastian Haller. Ah, oh, it's a Sebastian Haller written all yeah. over, man. Has to be. He's my um. I have him coming up later as well, but yeah, the Sebastian Haller, one hundred percent, a gorgeous Frenchman. Fair play to him. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I hope we're all well this week. I've been keeping well. Um, I have the soundproof up in studio 250. Soon to come video podcast, hopefully episode 10, episode 11. It's looking well. What do you think as of my job? Yeah, it's looking well from where I am, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it. We just, we've had a bit of a, what would you, what would you describe a COVID scare this week again? Obviously, you're recovering. And uh, I actually, you know what? I'm getting tested tomorrow. So I couldn't be in air person today. I suppose I'll just crack into how was your week? Well, bam, really. Yeah. My week was grand, Cran. Yeah, I tell you what, man, it, the weeks are going quick. We said it last week, and you're like, oh, what's the start of this grimness? <laughs> no, they're going good. The weekends are really short, though, I have to say. Um, had a great week last week. I done five aside last week, right? On the Thursday with the lads. And it was an absolute sensational experience. It was a great crack. We were all fucking wrecked after about 10 minutes like it was so funny <laughs> a bunch of points man playing five so it was hilarious it's good it crackling. was bog standard was it uh, come here it was as, as good as what you'd see in Old Trafford I suppose um, <laughs> but yeah no it was good crack um, there was a few games we, we kept changing the score or whatever and I think <laughs> the only people shout to Shay and Dave are the only two people God bless them that didn't get a goal with the whole thing <laughs> so um yeah, God bless them. They they put in a shift. They couldn't quite get there. I, I, I say this. I literally scored the last goal of the whole thing. And it was the worst goal of the whole lot as well. So, 
But yeah, good crack at the five side. Uh, we're looking to do it again, hopefully. And then on Friday, we celebrated your birthday. Of course we did. We celebrated your birthday with a few points in the barbers. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, good days as well. The Friday night, I have to say, was sensational. We sang the Smiths, this charming man, I'd say about a hundred times. I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear. <laughs> yeah, shout out Johnny Marr as well for being a moany. What would you call him? A moan bag on Twitter? Like, what's he going on about? But, um, yeah, I suppose it's his song, so he's more than tired to put a, yeah, good week, good week in every Yourself? Myself, yeah, as I said, just pure sickness. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I turned 21, turned 21 midweek. It's a big milestone. 21? It was a very blissful experience. And, yeah, uh, it's best. What you say? You watch The Office. Oh yeah, no, I, I started, I banged back into season three of the office and it just, Good man. it cheered me up tenfold because I was collapsed mm. on the couch. That was my birthday though, That's, it was horrendous. <laughs> yeah, that was my 21st, it was it was quite grim. Um, <laughs> it sounds awful, man. <laughs> it doesn't sound awful because it was awful. <laughs> but, oh uh, I ended up actually having a few beer mareckies as well at the end of the night and again, it just made me feel worse than myself, so that was my week. I hope that cheered everyone up by the way. Well, well, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like, look how bad my life is. Your life is now better. <laughs> my birthday was filled with me coughing and blowing my nose and drinking Moretti until it made me sick. So I'm sure your day was much better. <laughs> oh god, I would go out tonight, but I haven't, haven't got, got a stitch to wear. In this week's games, the Friday night fixture, as we said, we were in the Barbers of, was it Grange Gorman? It is Grange Gorman, isn't it, more or less? It is, it, it is and it isn't, you know, it, it is, yeah. it is Grange Gorman, it's a bit of a walk from Grange Gorman, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the barman was actually Newcastle fan, that was the funny part. It was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't think, that, I didn't think they were real beings, to be honest. Yeah, we almost didn't believe them. In the end. Yeah, and then he was taking it quite seriously. He kept coming over, he's like, two, two, black with army. He was taking it quite seriously. I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you another Newcastle fan other than Anton Deck and that barman from the Barbers. But anyways, crack on with the game. This You have this game. I don't know whether you know that. <laughs> I don't know that, but we were at that game. And I have to say, <laughs> it was like being at the game. It was a great atmosphere in the Barbers. Uh, yeah, cracking atmosphere. Being all of us. First goal was scored by Rafina. And I thought it was a, and Rafina just hit it with his left foot. Beautiful dummy, but I think it was uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo was it, yeah, and a good dummy, and it just went into the back of the net. You could criticise some of the Newcastle defending, I suppose, but, but I don't think there's much they could have done. Uh, maybe stop the cross, and it, it just yeah, went in. <clears throat> they definitely could have stopped the cross. To be fair, I thought he was crossing in just to get into the mix and hoping Rodrigo or Bamford would be there and. Long the hole went straight in. It was it was a lovely, lovely goal. Yeah, good play by Rodrigo. Newcastle could have done so much to stop it, but they didn't. And then the barman yeah. came over and he was like, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> straight in our face, and we were like, "What the fuck? Are you a Newcastle fan?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how it happened as well. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you heard he's part Newcastle, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, right on the cusp of half time. I had a bet on San Mixman 
<laughs> Why did I say his name like that? Sam Maxman and Patrick Bamford to score in the game. And the goal came. Sam Maxman, uh, equaliser. Just uh, really bad defending by Leeds to let him shoot. But um, it was a good mm. few dummies and he got the ball through. Bad goalkeeping. But it went in. And it was a one all, And I went home in the second half. No one knew what happened, to be honest, because I was feeling very sick. I think it was me. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what did happen, why you did miss was just by chance, the Smiths, this charming man came on and the music. We didn't Fuck even off, really? just came on. <laughs> it was gas, was. Uh, <laughs> right as Newcastle drew one off the leaves, the <laughs> man came on. They must, they must have heard us constantly singing it and they put it on. Right, we're moving on to the 12 o'clock kickoff. Wolves and Brentford. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I have this game, and I have to say, right, Wolves were so bad, so bad. They're so. I have to say, you know, we talked about Wolves a lot recently because of how many attempts they've had and how good they've been, etc. And without scoring, but man, that performance on Saturday, spineless and gutless. Like I, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been angry looking at another team play really that I don't have any affinity with. I was fuming looking at Wolves. Marcel for the corner. He does it once to uh, Tony and referee goes, ah, 6-1, half doesn't do that. But he does it again and he just drags Tony to the ground gives away a penalty. Um, yeah, and look at it. The game finished 2-0 to Brentford. A very, very good, very mature performance from them. And Waymo, he could have had a hat-trick. He was very good in the game. Hit the crossbar late on and then just as the second half started, he dispossessed I think it was uh, Neves in midfield and he could have scored, but he didn't. And Tony as well. Tony could have had two or three. He had two goals just allowed. Um, you know, like the game genuinely could have been about 6-0 to Brentford. What I will say is the Brentford kit, absolutely. Mwah, chef's kit, beautiful <laughs> kit. And to go with it, the shithousing from the mall game was unbelievable. Pontus Janssen, um, Norgar, Tony, every single one of them, they just, they just knew when to like give away little fouls and they just slowed the game down completely and that was what won them the game to be honest it, it wouldn't have been um, obviously they were very good but the shithousing and just slowing the game down taking uh, Wolves down to their level stuff like that they were great um, who else yeah I've had, I've had Huang was very impressive there was when he first came on he uh, nuts he nutmegged Pontus Janssen and nearly scored he's very good and then um, Azure's tackle on Huang was f- unbelievable as well. That I think if Huang scores there, the game could be torn on its head. But um, I actually thought you were saying Pontus Janssen shit house in there. I thought it was brilliant when he spat in your man's face. I think he did that. <laughs> or, yeah, your man went mad at him. I think he was just shouting terrible yeah. uh, abuse at him. And your yeah, man yeah. Marcel went mad at him. I think he just spat on him or something. But yeah, it was very funny. Uh, shit house to watch. And the Hollywood on their jersey that you spoke of, Ivan Tony belongs in Hollywood. What fuck? Absolutely. Player. He was a star this week. The assist for the goal was oh yeah, great play. The pass by Tony remind me a lot of what Suarez used to do, and the finish by Mbemo was just what Sturridge used to do. Right position, bang, goal, fully deserving of the win. It's impressive as well how Tony has that vision as well as a striker. Usually the strikers have tunnel vision and they're a bit selfish and they'll go for goal over anyone else. But it's very impressive how Ivan Tony, he 
when there is a pass on, a blatant one and a goal opportunity spots that pass. Because most of the players and most of the strikers, they think selfishly, which is usually a great thing for a striker, don't get me wrong. But it's good that he has that vision as well and he can pick that pass out. And that's, I suppose, that's why he scored so many goals and why he assisted so many goals last season. So, um, cracking results. Yeah, cracking results for Brentford. Terrible for Wolves as well. Um, Shocking. Yeah, and that's that. Um, three o'clock kickoffs. So, uh, yeah, we've got Liverpool Palace legs. 3 0 to the Reds. Cracking result. Um, before we get into the goals, whatever, I think 3 0 probably flatters Liverpool a bit. I think Palace were very good in the game. I think um, I say they were very good. They had good chance at the start. Yeah, and Allison just kept them out. He was very good again, immense in the game. For me, he was up at Milner. Him and himself, Milner, were probably close up between man the match. Um, just speak about Milner real quick. He was colossal. Like we looked at Zaha against Emerson Royal and Tanganga the week before, and he just ran them ragged, but he didn't get a sniff against Milner. So Milner was very good. Yeah, just real quick on the goals. Three of the goals came from corners, which I think is very interesting. You know, the first one in by Timikas, Salah gets a free header, and McCarthy's poor defending, poor marking, just lets Mane go, <clears throat> just lets Mane go, and you can see him with his head in his hands as Mane's about to hit. He knew knew exactly that that was his that was his man. The Salah goal again, Timikas corner, Van Dijk with the header on, and Salah just had a free, free hit at the back post. And then, what can we say about Naby Keita? Naby Keita's goal for me. We'll get on to goal of the week, but that was that was goal of the weekend for me. It was a cracking hit. Um, yeah, and he just stood there like as if to say, did I actually do that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, what else? What did you think, Cran? Yeah, I thought, I watched the game. I watched a bit of the game, but I didn't see all the goals, obviously. Edwards' miss was a very big moment in the game. If he scores yeah. that, that's, that's. I think they were one up at the time, Liverpool, or? Nil yeah, all. it would have been one all. It would have been one all, and I think that could have changed the game. But yeah. that was just after Thiago went off injured, and I don't know what he's seen the pre-match and post-match analysis. But it was Richard Dawn and Kenny Cunningham on it? On it, possibly so. Huh? I said possibly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so when Thiago got injured, that was that period of the game. But the whole pre-match and post-match, they were slating him, saying he wasn't good enough, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. When Thiago went off, he completely dropped off. And an interesting note, actually, no wins for Vieira ever at Anfield. Seven <laughs> lost, seven games winless with Arsenal. One game winless with Inter. And now one game winless with Palace. It's an interesting one. I thought Vieira would have run a muck in at Anfield a few times, but clearly not. Wowzers. That was before my time. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to... Burnley Arsenal, a 1-0 victory for the Arsenal at Sean Dyche's Palace, Turf Moor. I thought Ashley Barnes was dreadful. He had a few chances that he just did not take um, that would have maybe got got a draw against him. But uh, it was a goal from Arsenal by Martin Odegaard, a free kick. Cracking goal. Cracking goal, yeah. Um, it turned out to be an Arsenal victory. But I think this is Arsenal's standard at the moment. It's, it's depressing. Yeah. But they're beating teams like Norwich, Burnley 1-0. Um, mm. And I think that is their level. You know, I, I can't, unfortunately, I can't see Arsenal finishing in the top six this season. It's going to be low. It's going to be 9-10. Yeah, and no, teams, absolutely, I think. These are teams that are going to be beaten. 
Well, I think I've seen an interesting stat about Saka and Dan James. I think Dan James has the same amount of goals and like one less assist than Saka. And Saka has far more starts than James. Anyways, I just think there's a tinge of maybe players being overrated. Like I like Mill Smith Rowe. I like Saka as well, but I don't think they're I don't think they're world class. I don't think they're good enough for Arsenal at the minute. I think a player like Odegaard is very good. Um, I think yeah, I, I think a player like Odegaard doesn't get the credit he deserves now. And people like Party as well, who are a bit more upper echelon. Even Pepe to a certain extent can show up and Aubameyang. But those are really your quality. Um a quick shout out to Tommy Yasu as well, who was very good in the game. Um he he defended brilliantly and he's looking a bit better than the likes of Bellerin. So a good performance from him. And a good performance from the back forward, say, uh, and Ramsdale as well in goal. Ben White playing alongside Gabriel looks a bit more structurally secure. Let's we'll put it that way. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see now. Uh, this is full strength Arsenal team with the likes of Party, Odegaard. Interesting to see what happens to them against one of the big teams in the future. And a loss for Sean Dyche. Mm. Not really surprised. After he signed the new contract as well, I think, didn't he? Yeah, it's another four years of dice ball. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it for our eyes more than anything because it is very good for the soul. <laughs> I'm talking out my arse. But <laughs> four years, four years for Sean Dyche, everyone. Congratulations to mm. him. Stone Cold Sean Dyche. Stone Cold Sean Dyche. Burnley mid-table mediocrity for the foreseeable. Manchester City, Southampton. I think Adzi had this one. Yeah, Cron, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see this game until I matched it later with me. And uh, yeah, I fell asleep looking at it. I was wrecked. <laughs> I was wrecked. We had been out had a long night the night before, so was, that was at my breaking point. But I looked at it again. And what I did, did see, I thought Armstrong looked really good. Again, Adam Armstrong, we've said that before. He's looked good in every game, more or less, he's played. He's very agile, he's very quick. And there was one part where like he t- he tore he tore Diaz apart, like he tore him inside out. And I think this was when I don't know what he's seen the Walker penalty instant. But Kyle Walker just like takes him out, just takes Armstrong out. And he gets sent off for and then there's a bit of VAR VAR nonsense, really. And Walker gets the red card taken away from him. He looks surprised. Referee goes, Ah yeah, it's a free out as well. I've never seen a football player look more surprised in their life than Kyle Walker in that minute because it was a penalty all day long. Like, I mean, whatever, it wasn't a red card. I wouldn't have given a red card, but it's a definite penalty. Like, I've no idea how, I've no idea how they couldn't have given it, but um, yeah, I think Haas and Hoodle will be a bit upset with that. But um, yeah, speaking about Haas and Hoodle, actually, I, I just love, right, because I did fall asleep watching it. And when I woke up at one of the parts, I was just saying Haas and Hoodle in his fucking waistcoat again. And he looks like your dad at a wedding trying to fucking... He's after breaking up with his missus and he's trying to chat one of the bridesmaids. Like, he's just... Like, the stayed one, like, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I'd say he was fuming. He's probably gone off to sing a bleeding Billy Joel tribute actor for a wedding later. But, <laughs> um, yeah. I think... As well, <laughs> sing us a song, you're the piano man. <laughs> sing us a song tonight. <laughs> Um, yeah, and actually, I just have I just have here right. And um, Pep should worry more about the selection of the team and not about the stadium being empty, because I don't know what you, you, you try to pick the fancy football on a Friday night or Friday afternoon. 
it's very hard to pick any City player because he just plays he just plays Pep Bingo and he just picks his team just picks a random team every time yeah he's, he's yeah. mad for taking like if you have De Bruyne in your fantasy team he's mad for taking him out and fucking you over mm. like, he loves doing mm. that overall the worst game of football I've watched all season ah yeah thank god I didn't watch it then we'll move on <laughs> to Norwich against Watford a 3-1 win for Norwich with goals from Emmanuel Dennis and two from his male Sar. Really rates Sar as a player. And T- Timu Puki as well, getting on the score sheet. I uh, haven't seen much of him because Daniel Farka isn't winning any games. He's just, he's doing pretty bad, like, the, the whole season. He's just, he needs to dig his head out of his hole and get better tactics and get a result. Because I think he's lost six games now. And yeah. A team like Norwich would have beat a team like Watford in the Championship, I would say. So why can't they do it now? You know what I mean? They're 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 lost in this Premier League trampoline all the time. They need to they need to win this game. You know what I mean? If you're a team like Norwich, you need to win a game like this. It's a mm. must, and you're at home as well. Where are mm. you? Where, Where are you? Where are you? I think for a team team like Norwich, just briefly. It's games like that on Saturday that their season will hinge on. Not games yeah. against Liverpool or Chelsea or City. You can lose them. You can get a sneaky win, whatever. But it's games like that against Watford at home that they need to be winning. Watford have been very good since they've come up, to be fair. But yeah, it could be a very long season for Norwich. Yeah, and a good result as well for Watford. Um, I do rate as made a star, as I said. Mm. Um, and they're looking to do, they're looking well under uh, Hisco. So, yeah. Uh, if they stay up, it'll be a good result anyway. And um, we'll move on to swiftly to the Villa against Everton game. I was actually yeah. looking at this game on Saturday, um, and I went to the toilet and it was three nil. It's starting it off. I went to the toilet, it was three nil. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think you have this game, lads. Explain to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was looking at the match as well, and I, <laughs> the first half was was really bad. It was up there with the City Southampton game. And I fell asleep, and when I woke up, it was 2 0. <laughs> <laughs> and then I seen the third goal. They're all, uh, I rewinded it back, anyways. And Cash's goal was unbelievable. It was a really good goal, good uh, cutting inside and whack bang, cracking goal. I don't know what Begovic was doing for the second goal. I know Luca Dean headed it in, but it was as if Begovic was like, put his hands like, it's all right, lads, it's going over. <laughs> and then Leon Bailey, I have to say, Ings as well for the third goal. Ings's pass was unbelievable. I have written here, I have two things written here about Everton. Everton's Premier League hopes officially over for this season. You hate to see it. And then I have, I have Solomon Rondon playing in the Premier League in the 24th century. In the, whatever century we're in, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking God for this. Absolutely so, hilarious. Solomon Rondon was a baller about 10 years ago. But yeah, good result nonetheless for Villa. And Leon Bailey does look like a, little, a good little player. I was watching him on Saturday he is a li- nippy little fella and he's going to be difficult to play against this season. So, uh, mm. yeah. I thought he was very good now, I have to say. I thought he was, uh, came on, done absolutely everything and then just left. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what you don't want. But generally, a, a bad start for Villa this season. Only two wins, seven points, a bit of Jack Grealish tax maybe. But, yeah. yeah. That's them in 14th. Anyway, we'll move on to the Sunday games. The Sunday game, Dev. 
And what's this? What's the theme tune after Sunday game again? Something like that. Anyway, yeah, right, we could cut that the fuck out. Ah, fuck off, Alzi. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful rendition of the Sunday game theme song. Um, but yeah, Brighton against Leicester was the first game on the agenda and Mm. a good game for Potter Potter ball, Harry Potter ball it's Mm. really working out a Brigadian Leviosa uh, (laughs) Graham Potter oh will you stop (laughs) (laughs) Graham Potter is playing some great football he's playing some great football and Neil Mopé got on the score sheet and he he made it 1-0 to Brighton Julius penalty, by the way. Did you see the did you see the penalty that was given? Oh was yeah, it? I did see that actually. Yeah, Vestager was yeah. just in a, a strange position where Mopey was like holding his arm and he put it up and then he just hit his arm, even though it was a yeah. fail. Yeah, this is the thing with the even I don't think it's even a referee thing, it's an English referee thing. The referees yeah. are so bad. They're I thought just VAR was really poor this weekend. I thought VAR was poor. Like, there was two or three in that Leicester game alone. Yeah. There was three or four penalties in the, the United The Barons won. Um, sorry, I'll just... I'll go through the goals really quickly. The Velbeck goal went in, and then you yeah. had the Vardy goal, which was good. Cracking goal. Then you had this Indidi header at the end. That was fine, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it really annoyed me now. really frustrated, yeah. I have to say. Barons was basically... They say he was interfering with the vision of the keeper or whatever, but he wasn't mm. in his vision, I don't think. Um, it was nip and tuck, and he was barely offside to me. So it is annoying. I can understand the first one. The first one, he is offside. Like the first one, he is in the side of the keeper. I get that. But the second one, you can see in the replays now. The keeper's not even looking at him. The keeper's and he, he's fuming after the goal went in. He's not. He's not claiming for an offside or anything. So for me, the, the Diddy header should have stood. But yeah. yeah, I thought it was a bad weekend for Varane anyways. Absolutely. We'll move on anyways to the West Ham versus United game. There actually is a very <laughs> a lot of talking points in this game. Yeah. I think we were we were both watching it. Yeah, it was a good game of football, I have to say. It was um, good entertainment of a, a, a Sunday afternoon. I was going to say Saturday. A Sunday afternoon make me pro- procrastinate college work. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, you know what? It was a really good game. I thought in the first half, I thought West Ham, I think the whole game actually West Ham was very threatening. Um, the goal comes from a deflection I think it was Ben Rama that took the shot and it just deflects off Varane and then it goes um, West Ham took the lead of course and then Ronaldo got another tap in and I see people giving out about it saying all he does is score penalties and scores tap ins but it's like he's still scoring the goals credit where it's due you know what I mean his, his positioning has become unbelievable you know what I mean even even that goal like you could say Cresswell should stand up you know, should step up and play Ronaldo offside. But Ronaldo's looking at him as waiting for the perfect moment to make the run and he, he scores in anyways. And he feels brilliant. Lingard, brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was a great goal. And I think the only people yeah. that do complain about those happens is the 11-year-olds on Twitter that haven't seen him play before and are watching him yeah. for the first time in the Premier League. But that's the way he is. Like, he does score goals like that. He gets them as a result of his positioning and what he does on the pitch it's not just yeah, like it's, 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 not lo- it's not look or anything you know what I mean it's it's, it's good play by him you know what I mean yeah. we look at Lingard's goal then what a goal what a oh, goal brilliant. by Lingard brilliant it was up there one of the goals of the weekend for me 
Um, cuts in on his right, but bam, top corner, no stopper. But um, their genuinely should have been about five or six penalties in this game. <laughs> like I have no idea what the referee is like. Even even look the Leeds Newcastle game. Dan James gets taken out in that, and it doesn't. I'm pretty sure it didn't even go to bar. Now we were a good few points deep, so I don't really necessarily remember. But I remember seeing on Twitter, I was like, "How is that not a penalty?" Dan James gets taken out in that game. This game, Ronaldo. There's one on Q file that's definitely a penalty. That's a penalty all day, every day, twice on Sundays. It's a penalty. Yeah. The one on Zuma, he's anticipating like being here. It is a bit of a dive, but <clears throat> at the same time, you've seen them given. You know what I mean? He I don't know about that now. I think that was as blatant as they come in terms of penalty. Zuma missed time. The one on Zuma? Yeah. He missed time as tackle completely. Absolutely hacks him down. I think it's a penalty. Well, the thing with it is, like, and this this is what the referee will take into consideration is, it's right beside the boy line, and Ronaldo is kicking that past him, and Zuma does miss time it, but Ronaldo's going down before Zuma's like even tackling. Let's say, you know what I mean. The one on Kufal is a hundred percent penalty. The one on Kufal is. I think both of them are one million percent penalty. The one on Suchek by Juan Bazaka. How was that not a penalty? I think the idea was that Suchek may have been offside, but like he wasn't offside. But Juan Bissaka just clatters him. Like I mean, he like takes him out. Like oh yeah, no, I know the one now. I think that was offside. That's the reason. It no, was... I don't think he was one. I seen the replay of him. He wasn't offside. Just give all of them. Give out every single one of them. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Like yeah. who cares if that's three penalties that could have easily been given instead one is given. You know what I mean? And and the poetic justice of it all. Is that West Ham got a penalty at the end, a handball, and who yeah. comes on to take it? But club legend Marky Nobbs himself, <laughs> straight from, from the Queen Vic of EastEnders, <laughs> <laughs> straight from EastEnders, straight from watching uh, a bargain bucket from KFC, or straight from eating a bargain bucket <laughs> from KFC. And, and anyway, Marky Nobbs comes on. Look at me! I'm about to take the penalty. Look at me! <laughs> And unfortunately, he got looked at too much, and the hair saved What I will say is, though, what I will say is, where was the guy who saves when Villarreal were thumped him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I had to cram, I had to. I'm sorry, right. I had to do that. But I, I think, that. listen, I, I think overall, in the balance of things, that was a fair result. A 2 1 win for United. I think they did deserve to win the game. So. Yeah, I, I, no, I'd agree. I think they were the better side on the day. And like like we said, look at, you're, you're talking two penalties on Ronaldo, an extra penalty on uh, Socek. Like, there could have been way more goals in the game than what there was. And how like, VAR was just awful the weekend, to be honest with you. But yeah. Yeah, definitely the most entertaining of the ga- games this weekend, I think, anyway. So yeah. we'll move on to... Last game of the day. Last game. And I thought... We played absolutely awful against Spurs in the first half. It was a terrible performance. It was a terrible game to watch. They were winning the midfield battle with Lo Celso and Dumbele and Hoiberg in the midfield. And Chelsea started with a pivot of Kovacic and Jorginho. So it was never going to be won that way. The second half, Tuchel, flick of a switch, takes off Mason Mount, an attacking player for another midfielder. And what a midfielder to bring on. But N'Golo Kante, you know, potential Ballon d'Or winner this season. And he showed how good he was. He really did. He, he came on the pitch and he showed his absolute class. 
But I think he was the best player in the game in the end. Him and Thiago Silva, for me, are absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, Kante absolutely changed the game now. I'd say it was great by Tuchel. Very well done. First goal, Thiago Silva. Obviously comes from a corner. I mean, you say, oh, they were in the midfield battle, but the game did change. Corner did come from that. Swings it in, Thiago Silva. Brilliant header. And another player who's just come into his own his last two years. Yeah, in the end, Werner came on, added a bit of electric pace, swung into Rudiger. And Rudiger, he honestly finished it like it was Lukaku. You know what I mean? Like, it was unbelievable finish. Uh, but that's it. Anyway, that was the week that was in it. Um, Spurs shocking, by the way. Spurs were Spurs really, really poor. You look at the first few games of the season. What what the hell has happened the last two? You know what I mean? Back to back three nils in London. Yeah. I seen I seen a stat actually, and it was Joel Matip has eleven touches in the box this season, and Harry Kane has ten in the opposition box. So it tells you how bad Kane has been since come back into the fold. Good and lord. To be honest with you, he looked like he didn't want to be playing for Spurs at all yesterday. With what I seen, but yeah, crack was over Chelsea. Took a masterclass. And uh, yeah, toilet races heating up. Yeah, well, we'll move on. We'll be, what, who was your God of the Week this week, Dan? My God of the Week, actually, we mentioned him very start of the review. We mentioned Ivan Tony's performance. I thought he was absolutely yes, terrific. I think I've given him God of the Week twice now, but I thought watching him in the first half, he had an electric first half, and he was the reason they scored two goals. And I just rate that a striker has such good vision. You know, you don't usually see a striker having that sort of vision so yeah I, I do Ray Ivan Tony a lot and he did have a great mm. week so who's your God of the week? Yeah I'll, I'll go with the same I think Ivan was great the other day um, he could have had a hat-trick you know what I mean he's probably felt like he's a bit hard done by but um, yeah cracking performance by uh, Ivan yeah we'll just give him God of the week every week even if he doesn't score but, just uh, hope he replies to one of the messages at some stage <laughs> please <laughs> Come on, come on the podcast. <laughs> God, God, no, not God of the Week. Not yet. Goal of the Week. Goal of the Week. I have to, do you know what? I'm going to give it to Leicester's goal. I thought Leicester's goal was unbelievable. Great bit of pass and play. And the ball by Tielemans was unbelievable. Um, Shane Duffy playing like he was playing for Celtic. But yeah, cracking performance. Um, cracking goal even excuse me it wasn't a great performance great goal by Leicester and I, sh- I'd give, I would give a shout out to Naby Keita's goal as well but Jamie Rardy of Leicester is my goal of the week my goal of the week goes to none other than Jesse Lingard even it, it, it was a great goal it was a brilliant goal but I think also the backstory behind it is equally brilliant how he redeemed himself for that <laughs> absolute yeah. terrible F up in against that you. Great assist on last week. <laughs> yeah, and I think fair play to him. You know, I wasn't expecting it at all when he came on, and he, he gets absolutely destroyed by both United fans and rival fans alike. So, yeah. I, I honestly I rate that response from him and good goal. Well, I tell you what, Adzi, I was down in hopes <laughs> this morning, picking up a bit of fish for me ma for dinner, <laughs> and you know what they said to me? What did they say to you, Cran? They said, we have some fresh cod here. What time is it? This fella Ronaldo is a cod. 
And this week's card of the week is... Mark Noble. The EastEnders merchant coming on in the last minute. To be fair, could, we could have given it to Davey Moisey as well. But, um, yeah, what was he doing? What? The penalty. <laughs> like, you know your penalty's bad when David De Gea is saving it. You know what I mean? Yeah, was that a perfect high for the keeper? I don't know why he was that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have one job as well. One job. Score the penalty. Like, you come on. You earn a living at West Ham. <laughs> you haven't played in God knows how long and you miss. For fuck's sake. It's time for the Hall of Fame segment. My Hall of Fame this week is the namesake of this episode, Sebastian Haller, for his four goals midweek for Ajax against Sporting Lisbon. What a performance. What a performance from him. What do you think? I thought he was he's just sensational. Scored the weekend again for Ajax. And I think they won 9-0 the weekend, actually. But um, I, I always rated him at Eintracht. I thought West Ham, he was a bit hard done by. Didn't really perform, but he, he scored an overhead kick for West Ham. I'm pretty sure. Might put that in the Hall of Fame next week. Fuck it. Um, let me just rename it to the Sebastian Haller Award. <laughs> um, but yeah, my pick this week is Sebastian Haller. What about yourself, Gran? Good choice. Uh, I'm going to go for Pellegrini's goal for Roma against Verona. Great show. Absolutely beautiful goal. Flicked it in. I think it was a Rabona finish. I, I remember watching and thinking, what the hell? Did that just go in? And it did. It went in. And it was just a sensational goal. Um, and I have to say, I was watching that game while Chelsea Spurs was on. And it just, it was a very good game of football. You've year, become yeah. a loyal Roma fan because of Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Tammy Fair is play. taking heart. Him um, and Adele. <laughs> <laughs> so Sebastian Haller for his four goals against Sporting Lisbon up against Pellegrini's goal for Roma. Move on, please. <laughs> Our illustrious Euro Trash, Euro Treasure segment. What was your Euro Treasure this week, Cran? My Euro Treasure this week, it comes from the Champions League, believe it or not. It's okay. very far back at this point. But I've gone for Sheriffs. Adama Traore. And I've, I've not just gone for, because, you know, he is the name of another player in the Premier League, but he's also plays for Sheriffs, who I find to be an intriguing story in the Champions League. A Moldovan team, never seen before in the Champions League, and they go ahead and beat Shakhtar 2-0. That's going to be a very difficult place for any Champions League team to go to this season. Uh, Sheriff Stadium, because I've seen many a team lose there in the qualifiers, and now yeah. they're in, in the big leagues now, and they beat Shakhtar, of all people, 2-0. That's impressive. Mm. So that's what I've gone for. I think I think that that win is the essence of what's good about Champions League, and it's the essence of what would have been ruined if Super League had happened. So absolutely. yeah, great win for Sheriff. Um, absolutely buzzing for him. The Sheriff is in town. <laughs> you're you're your treasure, Adi. My your treasure this week comes out Deutschland, um. It's Rafael Guerrero's goal against Union Berlin. Did you see it? Wowzers. Oh, yeah, I actually didn't know. What did it entail? It, it was an absolutely central goal. It wow, was it. out on the left-hand side, comes to Guerrero, and Guerrero whacks it into the goal on the volley. I think it was a half volley. Hits the top corner. And I, I don't know what they do in Dortmund, right? But they must have like the net 
tied so tightly to the pole because whenever the, whenever the net bulges, it makes this like orgasmic noise, and it was a beautiful noise. It was a beautiful goal, and um, you wouldn't see yeah, it on a rainy night in Stoke now. The, the net bulge. No, like you wouldn't see Rafael Guerrero in Stoke at all. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my Euro trash. Is Rafael Guerrero's body? Just, it's just a great goal, man, and the noise in that was lovely. Um, yeah, so your Euro trash this week. My Euro trash this week. It actually comes from the game I was watching. That also the Pellegrini scored in. Um, Roma losing three two to Verona. Yeah, just a bad result for them. Really bad. Mm. And you see Mourinho go go mad on the sidelines. He looked absolutely pissed. Mm. He looked like someone nicked his cornflakes in the morning. That's what he looked like. He was running. <laughs> he was going to run after him. Oh, he looked gosh. like he he was absolutely. He was livid at it, and I will be as well. Losing to Verona when you're in a title charge. It was a great goal that won it, though. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was. it was a very nice... It was a very good game to watch. It was end-to-end, yeah. sort of. Two-all, three-two. Um, actually, probably a better game than first Chelsea in the end. <laughs> um, but, yeah. that That's my Euro trash. My Euro trash this week comes from the Champions League as well. And it's Anthony Taylor given Dynamo Kiev's Denny's Garmesh a second yellow card so subsequent yellow card and just a bit of context to this Garmesh hadn't been booked <laughs> he hadn't been booked and Anthony Taylor was giving him his second yellow card um, and sent him off now thankfully he got overturned and he didn't get sent off but I think Anthony Taylor is the epitome of bad English refereeing and that was it right there you know what I mean um, that was awful. And then just the weekend that happened like after in the Premier League, you kind of say to yourself, when is this going? How are these referees referees? You know what I mean? These are some of the, the most highly rated referees in the country, in the world. And he's given out two yellow, he's given out a second yellow for a player who wasn't even booked. Um but yeah, didn't stand in anyways, but yeah, Anthony Taylor giving a red card, a wrongful red card in the Champions League is more Euro trash this week. Wow. Yeah, and just on the referees as well. You, you say, that, how are they referees? The bigger question I have for them is, how are they all balls? That's my question. Will we, will we bring in Peter Walton's hands to this? Will we? <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, Peter, what do you think? I think the referee got it right. <laughs> That's all he says every time. The referee could two foot a centre-half and he go, look, the referee's well within his rights to two foot a centre-half there. I don't know well, he has a job I don't know to be fair and then but the yeah, commentator the commentator steps in and he's like thanks Peter and yeah. they're always they always say thanks to him I wouldn't say thanks to him I'd say fuck off and, Peter. you know what they've actually BT have made it a thing now where they say they say fair play to Peter you got it right because he was getting so much abuse over it's like fair play to Peter there he was spot on again and it's like they just have to give him a free kick out they didn't give the penalty yes but fair play to Peter thanks for being here Peter <laughs> Get it out! Get out, Manchester! <laughs> every week, Grant, every week. Funny enough, my Dab the Hayes penalty was saved in the Euro- Europa League final. So I can't put it in this, but this week we are discussing our top five penal misses. And Grant, I'm going to let you get the ball rolling. Who have you got number five? Oh, it's a difficult one now. I have a lot of them. But my number five, I think it has to go. To Adamola Luckman for Fulham against West Ham. 98, min- 98 minutes, 10 months ago, 
this was. I remember it vividly. It's a vivid memory of mine. Um, I was watching Match of the Day and I just seen, oh, I didn't even know the result, I don't think. I just remember Luckman stepping up. I was like, oh, this is going to be one all now. And he just steps up and just tries to Penenka. And it's the worst yeah. thing at Penenka I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, mm. And he just scuffed the turf. I would have done a better job myself. It was an awful penalty. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that. Your fifth worst penalty. It's so negative. Your fifth worst it's penalty. So t- <laughs> I think it's the fourth week on Get Out where you've actually talked about the shitness of a player. But um, yeah, my number five is Simone Zaza of Italy versus Germany in the Euro 2016. I think it was quarterfinals. And I don't know whether you remember this, right? But he does like the weirdest run up ever. It's like a jaunt he takes up to take the penalty. And when I say he just hoofs it over the bar, like fair play to me, he, he hit the ball that hard, went up into the mound to let the astronauts play heads and volleys with Like it was that bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's my number five, Zamone Zaza for Italy against Germany. <laughs> the astronauts playing heads and volleys. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, was up there? Uh, what's his name? Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hadfield was up there. <laughs> Ground control to me. Elton John was there. Because <laughs> I'm a racket man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. I just watched Elton John film like last month with me, ma. And I have to say, it was, good for, it was actually a good film. The music's great. <laughs> but the film's a bit shit. But I know he's. We move on. You were number four, top penalty miss. Come on, Crown, dig me up, please. <laughs> my number four penalty it's gonna go to Ivan Cavalero of Fulham again I, mean, I hate to think on Fulham twice in a row but this was all from last season yeah it was just a terrible penalty I've never seen such bad penalties in my life I don't know what it was with Fulham players taking penalties last season but this fella literally against Everton I think it was he kicked it against his own heel and sort of like fell over it just went over the bar. It was just a terrible penalty. Your fourth worst penalty ever. Yeah, so I didn't know who to give this one to, right? But it's the Robert Perez and Thierry Henry penalty for Arsenal against City in 2005, where it feels like Perez is trying to pass to uh, Henry for Henry to tap it in. But it was just, I remember seeing at the time, with very little understanding of football, and being baffled by it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was so surprised to see what happened. And um, yeah, it's just a terrible penalty. We've seen, I think, I think Messi and Suarez done it, or Neymar and Suarez done it for Barcelona a couple of years ago. Done it successfully, you know. But um, yeah, terrible penalty. And I <laughs> I vividly remember Danny Mills, I think it was, going over and giving Henri Doc's abuse. <laughs> like he was nearly squared up to him and I was like, what are you doing? But yeah, that's my number four. My number three. It's going to go to Bastian Schweinsteiger. Against Chelsea for Bayern Munich. Um, the 2012. <laughs> just an awful penalty by Bastian. Um, I think Olage missed the one before. And it was up to him. And you wouldn't expect him to miss it then. You know, he seemed like he had ice in his veins for Germany. Yeah. And he was some player in his time. But he just, for some reason, he just kicked the penalty spot multiple times. Just started like hitting the penalty shot with his foot. And then he put the ball down and just missed. And I think, yeah, 
Czech had him sussed. It was a save, mm. I think, in the end. But I thought that was a terrible penalty miss. That's, yeah. that's my number three. My number three is, and this one's probably going to hit hard because it's a bit of a sad one, but Asimawa Jayan's penalty for Ghana versus Uruguay at the 2010 World Cup. <laughs> no way. I, I don't know yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Suarez, by the way, great shit housing here. It's it's actually the worst thing, I think. One of the worst things he's ever done. I can't say it's the worst thing because he's a horrible person. Great footballer mind. But um yeah, Suarez punches the ball off the line in like the last <laughs> minute of the game. Ghana putting loads of pressure on. So John steps up and anyways. And I can understand the type of penalty he's trying to take. Make sure we put your laces through, but he just smashes it off the bar and over it goes. The last kick of the game, the last kick of the game, and obviously uh, Ghana go on to lose the game. But I had a good analogy about pressure. Pressure does two things. Pressure makes pipes burst and it makes diamonds. And unfortunately in this scenario, Asmo Jayan was definitely a pipe and he burst and he, he just couldn't handle the pressure. He would have loved an African team to get to the World Cup semi-final. So. Definitely, uh, definitely. My number two? My number two. Yeah, your number two, yeah. I'm going to give it to Messi for Chile oh, okay. or against Chile in the Copa America. Wow, oh, okay. I didn't expect this. Final. Just, he just missed. He missed the target completely. I was expecting Messi to hit the target. That was his chance. Yes. His first chance mm. to win a trophy for his country internationally. Well, I'm exaggerating here, but because he won the Copa America in the end. So I suppose it doesn't mm. have that much importance, but it was a chance for him to win trophy for his country. But yeah, he let his country down, though. Yeah. I give it to him. Your number two. My number two. And I told you you'll enjoy one of these. And this is the one. But my number two penalty, worst penalty miss ever, is Diana Ross at the United States World Cup 1994. I don't know whether you've ever seen this. Have you seen it? No. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so it's an open ceremony in, I think it's New York or Los Angeles, one of the big stadiums in America. And obviously she's singing and dancing, whatever. And she <laughs> she takes a penalty in a massively oversized goal with, um, I'm pretty sure there's a big ball as well. And she just hits it wide. <laughs> and the goal explodes. Like they expected her to score, but the goal just explodes. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I've never seen that before. But I want to watch it now. Uh yeah. Do you know what? Have you got your laptop there? Look it up right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Diana Ross, number two for me is <coughs> Diana Ross. Do do she? I think she sings that song. Yeah, nineteen ninety four World Cup. Hilarious stuff. Hilarious. That's brilliant. My number one goes to Asmajan. I'm not sticking to one everyone knows in because I don't want to. <laughs> it hurts so I've given it to Asimov Jan for Ghana against Uruguay I just remember watching it and feeling very upset yeah you know? and it was an awful penalty miss because I thought Suarez was such a scumbag as well he didn't deserve to get away yeah no. and he was such, <laughs> such shithousery yeah. at the end but uh, justice justice firmly deserved to be served there and I have to tell you I would have loved if Ghana hadn't scored I've given it to him mm. anyway just move on to number one for you please then I'll end you know what's coming, Cran. You know what's coming. It was a cold, wet and rainy night in Moscow, May 2008. A Wednesday night, I believe. Champions League final, Manchester United, Chelsea. Avram Grant, sorry, Alex Ferguson, the big one. 
Game ends in a draw. Goes to extra time. Into penalties it goes. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cran, but if this penalty had gone in, it would have been game over, wouldn't it? No comment. <laughs> and anyways, Man United 4 after missing one penalty, Chelsea 4 after successfully scoring all theirs. Upsteps, club captain, rearranged the penalty orders and everything. Upsteps, John Terry. Cool as you like. I tell you, he was about as cool, cool as a hot dinner there. <laughs> Steps up on his arse. <laughs> it's just an awful penalty. I'm sorry, Cran. But this is one of these moments that it's a bit like Gerard for you, but this one is uh, its one of the funniest moments in football history. Of course, number one for me is John Terry's penalty miss for Chelsea against Manchester United. I don't know what else to say. I, I, do you know what? I'm going to take, going to give it to you now. Explain to me how it felt at that time because I've, I've had harsh, I've had hard times in football myself. Like I know how hard it can be. But I, I, know. I can't. I can't imagine that now. I'll be deadly serious with you. Yeah, I just remember. It, look, it was probably my earliest memory of the team. To be honest, because it was so memorable. Well, I was watching them before that, and. This one is just one that sticks out from childhood that hurt, you know, because I was, what was I, seven? So you can imagine a seven-year-old crying. It wasn't a pretty yeah. story. And ah, look, we've all, we've all cried at football. Yeah, I was very upset because all my mates were United fans as well. So it was even worse. You know, I feel like, like everyone's mates are United fans. So. <sighs> yeah, they're not we your mates though, are they? They're not your mates. <laughs> What they are enemies. <laughs> Not at that moment. Oh. Yeah, it was just it was depressing now. I think I was in school yeah. the next day and everything, so it was just horrible. Oh, I probably didn't go. Um, <laughs> I I'm I play devil's advocate and I watched the penalty over and over again. And why to put yourself through it? <laughs> I think look, he slipped. It was a wet night, as you said, he slipped. It happened to anyone. You know, that's why I don't I don't like to sort of pin it on him. I actually prefer to pin it on Amelka more than anything because he had a penalty after him. And, you know, teammates, they're supposed to back each other up. Mm. And Amelka missed his penalty and then all the blame lied on Terry. So that's just the way it happened. I think I think the blame lies within Terry purely because <clears throat> the rumour at the time and still goes around now is like Anelka was supposed to take that fifth penalty and Terry said, now hold on, Nicholas. I'm your man for the job. <laughs> And poor, poor Nicholas as well. His penalty was awful. I remember that as well. But um, yeah, what a, what a penalty. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a penalty. <laughs> You're not happy at all, Cran. No, I'm just upset thinking about that now. I didn't want to do the top five penalties for this very reason. It was always going to come. It was yeah. the time to do it was now with the EastEnders fucking merchant. I could Miss tell. No, funny. hold on. I could tell when Dave put this in the suggestions that this is what he wanted as well. The fucking cheeky bastard. <laughs> fucking prick. <laughs> he was waiting for that now. He was waiting for that. The waterworks. <laughs> you're not. You're, you're, you're surely joking, are you? <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> I know. I was upset. I'm not. Too, I'm over it now because dropped out. Redeemed the whole thing situation, so I don't really. He's care. only won two since. Oh yeah, <laughs> two, two, two is enough. Two is enough. Two is enough. <laughs> Anyways, we'll wrap up the pod. You need to get yourself a gargle man. 
Get yourself yeah. out there. I'm going. I'm going. week in DCU. Plan yeah. is on the prowl. Here he comes. I am headed out. I'm going to have a hot whiskey now with the boys. <laughs> and I'm going to cry myself to sleep after doing this podcast. And that'd be really <laughs> uh, But uh, yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Thanks very much. And um, quickly as well, if you are listening and you're a big fan of the podcast, if you could download it on Spotify, just so we have a better idea of the listeners we do have and the people that are enjoying it, if you could give yeah. it a download. Yeah, that's all I would say. And thanks, everyone. We got any shout-outs this week, Cran? Any people you want to give a shout-out to? I would like to give a shout-out, actually. I'd like to give a shout-out to Senna McCaig and Dirty Michael, as always. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? I I shouldn't have said that. I was genuinely thinking to myself, Grant, we haven't mentioned Senna or Dirty Michael, thankfully, but here we are. (laughs) Any shout-outs for yourself? Uh, no, really, actually, the one the lads I got to college with, Michal, and fair play to them. I'm going to tell them tomorrow that like we did, we shout Joe, and it's literally at the last minute, so we, God bless me, we'll have to listen to the whole thing to hear it. So yeah, shout out to Philly from the golf shop, and shout out to <laughs> Michal, the native, native Irish speaker, by the way, he's an absolute legend. He'll enjoy this week's episode, and um, yeah, I think that's all, that's all this week. Thanks, um, everybody. We love you all, and we'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so.